Welcome to the Getting More Leads and Sales from Your Website podcast with your host, Dan Kaplan, co-founder of Periscope Up. Learn how to increase traffic and conversions from your website. Each episode, Dan interviews a digital marketing leader or practitioner, asking them all the same question. How do you get more leads and sales from a website? Visit PeriscopeUp.com for a free Google Analytics course, Dan's ebook on great website content, or to sign up for our email newsletter filled with succinct, practical marketing tips that will help you get more leads and sales from any website. All right. Hi, everybody. Dan Kaplan here, and welcome back to the Getting More Leads and Sales from Your Website podcast. And today, I'm very, very excited to have Michael Eager of Sprint Marketing. Michael is a longtime internet entrepreneur, has built many businesses. He's been the CEO of, of several, and he's here to talk to us today about something that's new in our industry and really a mind bender for me, and that is to focus on the quality of the leads that your marketing prom- program is getting and not necessarily the quantity. And in fact, I think some of the things that Michael is going to say today is going to blow our minds because he's going to encourage us to not go after volume and not fill that top of the funnel with a lot of leads. But instead, we're going to be talking about how, why and how to focus on quality leads and that less is more. So welcome, Michael. Thanks, Dan. How are you? Good, good. Thanks. So before we begin, why don't you give a little bit of background about yourself, tell us how you got into internet marketing. I think you just have such a fascinating story. You've risen to the top of a very successful SEO company as CEO. And I just would, I think our listeners would love to hear from a longtime industry veteran like yourself, just how a, a career unfolds. Yeah, great. You know, so uh, rewind 10, 12, 12 years ago or so, and uh, I was working for um, a company, and um, somebody came to speak at the college, came to listen to him, and it was somebody from a big Silicon Valley uh, com, and he talked about the importance of internet marketing and search engine optimization, and I fell in love. I thought, yeah, I could create my own product, sell online. Fast forward a little bit, started my own agency back then, $99 a month SEO, and I was learning along with my clients, but it was so much easier in those days, but I didn't make a dime (laughs) from my bank account. I spent everything I had just on that client relationship. But I learned a lot about agencies, people, and online marketing. It was after that that I went to work for um, an online marketing company and uh, was in charge of their marketing department, but I got to understand their processes a lot more. They focused entirely on real estate. They were called 10X Media uh, back then, and then um, I went back out on my own after that experience, and I uh, was looking at joining either SEO.com or Orange Soda. I developed a little widget script piece of technology that did some cool stuff with SEO, um, specifically on the analysis and tracking and that became interesting to both these fast-growing companies and I ended up working for Orange Soda as their director of SEO still a young field back then this is uh, end of 07 2007 early 2008 and uh, was part of that company ended up leading that company um, as the chief officer 285 employees and uh, I was I was over operations and it was a big deal and we were doing uh, 7,000 SEO campaigns. Mm. Um, it was a lot of fun, learned a lot, 
about what worked, what didn't, but it was mostly local, and it wasn't all, it wasn't all about leads, which is uh, more the relationships that I uh, enjoyed fostering a little bit more was um, the, a little more sophisticated, the MBA graduates and so forth. And uh, so I left and consulted for a year, learned a lot about lead system more in depth, and started Sprint Marketing. And uh, that was just about uh, three years ago. The company's almost three years old, and our focus is entirely web leads. And uh, so that's where I am today. As you can see behind me just briefly here, I've got a, a kind of a studio office uh, here at home, and uh, they're uh, 12 24-inch monitors. I use that to help create sophisticated infographics, see a lot of information at the same time. I'm very much a visual. Right now, Dan, I'm, uh, my computer setup right now is one PC with six 24-inch monitors, three-on-three three stack, and I don't do any day trading. I wish I had that skill and uh, <laughs> that money that went along with it, but excited to be here today, and uh, that's in a big nutshell. Sort of the career path I traveled working for some people sometimes, learned some things that way, especially about partnering and entrepreneuring myself, which uh, uh, I was able to take that in, uh, with myself and see what I could do with it. Good, great. So, you know, to hear somebody with your industry experience say, no, Dan, you shouldn't be calling your, your yeah. podcast getting more leads and sales, you should be calling <laughs> it getting better leads and sales. Um, first question really is why? Why focus on quantity over quality? excuse me, quality over quantity? Well, I, you know, I, I think um, there's several things that you're going to see happen. One of them is uh, your organization is become, going to become more efficient. Um, the less leads you have your sales team dealing with, the more effective they're going to be and the less uh, sales team members you're going to need. And, uh, and, and so the objective is if, through the entire funnel, if you can get quality coming through that lead process from the beginning, you don't have to waste your time on following up with those leads. You don't have to waste your time on um, uh, dealing with and handling those leads. And all the leads that your sales team deals with, not all of them, but a lot of them, uh, they're going to be sharp. They're going to be the conversations they need to have around closing a deal, not around qualifying a deal. And uh, so, you know, those are some of the efficiencies that you're going to see. Also, um, if you can get your marketing budget right, um, uh, there in the beginning and you know what to put on those landing pages stuff that uh, you know I'm excited to talk about during our discussion today but uh, you're gonna get um, it's gonna be more efficient from the marketing all the way through the uh, sales team all the way to closing the deal um, so I know that you're fond of saying that the job of the sales director is to is to keep the sales team sharp and to that's right and to close those deals so um, you know, how, how does poor quality leads get in the way of, you know, the sales team being super efficient? Well, it, you, uh, uh, let me rephrase that in another yeah. way. Like, you know, my, my background or my um, experience has always said more, more, more. More is better. I want a lot, you know, um, I'm the marketing director. And it's easy for me to say, oh, well, the reason why the, you know, the sales aren't getting closed is because it's not my fault. It's the sales yeah, director's it's fault. The sales I'm, you know, look at all. I threw him five hundred leads last month. You know, right. why can't you know why can't he close right. them? So I should be able to close That's them. Their problem, right? Hire new sales guys. <laughs> right, but you know what you're what, what we're going to be talking about is much more about how the marketing and sales should be working together. But talk just a little bit about that. A little bit more about that efficiency for the organization. What what quality leads can do. 
yeah. So so you've got um, uh, there is a blame game. I mean, it's it's a blame game between sales and marketing, and it's just how it works. Um, uh, I don't know that you go to business school thinking if I'm on the marketing side, I'm always going to hate the sales guy. Um, you want the organization to be successful, but um, you both report to some sort of an executive team or senior staff or a CEO, um, somebody else who's got to evaluate what's working, what's working well, and what's not working. And and so the relationship becomes, you, you, there's so much time wasted in trying to cover your tracks in that markup from the marketing side and the sales side and also the uh, uh, the blame game associated with that. All that can be settled in uh, if, if you have a good flow, uh, a good way of referring to leads and if the responsibilities are very clear. So when, we, when we're talking about increasing the quality and uh, um, not worried so much about the quantity, but worried about the quality, reduce the quantity to focus more on the quality, it's going to create a better conversation between the sales director and the marketing director. And uh, the marketing team knows that our job is to not only find leads and get leads, prospects, but to qualify them. Mm -hmm. And the qualification needs to happen on the marketing side um, so that what they send over to the sales team is a qualified lead. Then set the sales team makes a choice from the beginning saying, did, every, did we get everything we asked for about this lead to follow up with them on? The sales team determines that criteria. Marketing's job is to deliver that quality, that mm -hmm. criteria. Then the, the responsibilities are clear. Yep, you said nine times out of 10, you sent us exactly what we need, so your efficiency is 90%. And that, and that, and that is the metric that the marketing department delivers to. Right, yeah. You know, my sales training, I went through Sandler sales training, my sales training told me to, you know, get the budget and the, uh, the, the pain and the, um, That's right. uh, you know, decision makers as part of the sales process. But some part of what we're gonna be talking about today is shifting the responsibility for that to marketing and to have that happen on a website so that, as you said, the quality of those leads that are going to the sales team are so much better that they're spending their time closing and they're not spending their time chasing. Yeah, um, you got it. So let's get into some of that stuff. And I think yeah. the, the first start, the, the place to start is in this uh, new definition. You have MQL, and go, why don't you go ahead and share your screen because I know you have a graph. Yeah, you bet. I've got a couple resources uh, pulled up here. Okay. Maybe just one so moment. While and... you're doing that, I'll, I'll explain these, these three new terms. Um, or I'll get, you'll explain them, but let me give the, the names of them. So yeah. MQL is Marketing Qualified Lead. Um, SAL is a sales accepted lead, and then SQL is a sales qualified lead. You got um, it. This is a different funnel than I'm used to seeing. You know, my funnel is that I'm used to seeing is you know opportunities. You know, reached out, sent a proposal, accepted, closed, etc. But what I'm seeing from you is that this is a shift entirely. Why don't you tell us about these new definitions and how? Uh, there you can use to help us define what's a quality lead and what's not. Good. So um, on the screen here, you've got inquiries, and the, your inquiries are going to be like your um, visits to your uh, web page, your uh, traffic. You could even be collecting some information um, about them when they visit your website or when they download something on your website. So the inquiries are really the um, things that drive the step right before the lead. So your campaigns, 
um, are going to be right above increase. You know, I'm going to invest in SEO or PPC or um, uh, social media, um, YouTube marketing, so that I can drive inquiries. Right? You want to, it's placement, it's marketing 101. The marketing qualified leads become the uh, phone calls, the triggers. That's actually the phone call or that's actually the uh, web form. And when we're talking about a website, it's, it's your web form. All your qualifying information is on that landing or lead page, that squeeze page, you know, uh, the various terms out there for it. But it's the page that basically uh, has uh, summarized information uh, just enough to uh, get the prospect to trigger, um, to take action and uh, uh, follow the call to action, which is most commonly a, a phone call or a form fill. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's that marketing qualified lead. Once that goes into the uh, system, that can sync you know, from your website, it can sync with Salesforce or HubSpot or some other uh, marketing automation system, that lead, that form can tie into some, uh, some component. Uh, sales then takes a look at, look at those and they score them. And they say, yep, that's a good lead or a bad lead, meaning it has the required information we need or it's missing some. And marketing's job uh, in this model is then to provide qualified leads over to um, sales. And sales is going to, should accept most of them. And if they don't, that's the conversation between the marketing director and sales director. Mm -hmm. um, at that point, once there's a sales accepted lead, sales is going to continue to qualify them. Maybe they need to collect more information from them, or um, but they know there's a deal to win or lose. Maybe they find out the timing maybe uh, um, was incorrect, and it's going to be later on down the road. Great, I want to continue to nurture that lead, but I'm dealing with the right person, and uh, they're qualified. So they then qualify them, continue to qualify them, and uh, they either win the deal or lose it to a competitor. Okay, good. So. Uh, we're going to talk about that conversation between sales and marketing to to really define what what for individual organizations you know quant constitutes a, a good quality lead. But um, let's talk about that in general first. You know, question to you is how do we know what a good quality lead is? Um, using good. This. And it, so here, here's what we do when we analyze an organization's lead uh, process. We start with what's working. What's working is the sale. And we, we pay attention to, but we don't care if they're getting 400 leads from the web per month or 4,000 from the month. We care about what's working. And so our number one objective is to start with the sale and move backwards through their funnel if they've got information and data on it, which they should have a CRM of some kind that the salesman is using or Salesforce, something along those lines. And then we try to match it with where the marketing activity happened, what marketing event drove that lead into the system. And uh, we just we try to follow it all the way back even to the keyword that created that sale. That's where we get our richest information is what is working. Now all of a sudden we were able to have a, a conversation about quality instead uh, and not just on quantity with the sales and marketing director mm -hmm. and uh, get that started in their organization. And so it starts with what's working. That sales, we, you drive it from sales, and uh, you know, between the marketing and sales guy, I mean, it's really a conversation between um, those two that can happen once a week. And when they're looking at the numbers, it's uh, well, these are the marketing qualified leads that were sent. These were the ones that were accepted, and the sales director can tell them, look, we need to improve that number 
um, we're missing some of the important information. So either you've still got some lead forms out there that aren't, aren't including the latest decision we made or, um, or you're still testing some, um, but it, the decision is, do you want more leads? It's a conversation between leads and quality and the, the determination is done through that weekly meeting. It's a checkup. What, how's it going? Are the leads this last week looking pretty good? And it may take a couple days to process. So, you know, they're meeting about data, uh, about the activity on the sales team after it happens. So they've got to check with the leads make and, and score them as either good or poor or um, fantastic or um, terrible. Don't ever do that again. And that's what they're conversing about in that once a week mm -hmm. meeting. And it can be a short meeting after it's done uh, very well. They're just, they're, they're both looking at the numbers and the, the responsibility and accountability is very clear. Marketing is re responsible for qualified leads. Sales is responsible for accepting the leads that are qualified. It's a handoff, over the wall, but it's a handoff. Uh -huh. Sounds like a much more productive type call where you're really getting down into the numbers and what's behind them. It's supposed to be, and, and that's the objective is, you know, otherwise it's back and forth. Ah, oh, the sales team has angst against the marketing team. They send us junk. I'm getting pressure to um, close these leads, but I can't close crap. And the marketing director is thinking the same thing. Look, we're sending you some good leads, what we thought were good leads, and you guys just can't close them. You know, we sent a really good lead over and you gave it to the wrong guy. Well, because they have so many leads that they're dealing with. The objective is to give them the good stuff. Make sure that there's qualified stuff already going over to the mm -hmm. sales team. They'll focus on being closers and doing a good job. Yeah, let's, so let's talk about that qualified, that word qualified. Yeah, um, great. So I know you got another graphic you want to show about budget, authority, yep. need, and timing. So these are, you know, as I said before, these are things that I, in my sales training, I was told to, as a salesperson, I should be asking. And that's absolutely very true. But here we're talking about moving these questions to the website so that yes. they're answered by the user before they ever even get to the sales team. Let me talk a little bit about qualifying leads with, with this budget authority need and timing. Here's what some of the research shows is that um, the earlier you qualify a lead, if they're qualified and they're really considering making a purchase or a buying decision, they're going to submit additional information. Um, we're finding very commonly the phone number, for example. So feel free to put down um, what is your title. I'm, I'm, you know, the the, the ask for their title. Um, uh, you still want to test with all lead forms, and I'm a big advocate of testing. That's how we learned how Google worked in the SEO world. We tested a lot and said, hey, that pay, that that page got ranking, and that one didn't. What did we do on that page that we didn't do on the other one? The same thing is true about your leads. You're gonna test your lead forms. You're going to um, see what's too much information and what's too little information to produce a qualified lead. So the copy on that page should talk about these things I have here on my screen, budget, authority, need, um, timing, and uh, you're a good copywriter can weave some of those questions that you get from an interview uh, if you're on the marketing side, you're going to interview your sales team and you're going to find out what is what makes a, a good lead. If I gave you a lead right now, what is the information you would need to say, yes, I want to work with them? Mm -hmm. You then take the information from that interview and uh, with copywriting help or other talent in your marketing team, you uh, you, you experiment with uh, and test landing pages based on that information. I got, I got to tell you, this is so contrary to what I've been 
the way I've been thinking, you know, for 10 years now, which is on a form, well, don't ask for too much because every other piece of information you ask for, you're uh, decreasing the number of form submits you get. But what, what I'm hearing you say is that you want that. That's you do. If, if, if the result is, and you test it, you know, the, you know Dan, the, the, the key piece is the results of anybody's test will, will uh, be obvious. I mean, it'll produce the outcome, the either desired outcome or, like you say, which I believe happens sometimes, is, uh, hey, we were better off getting a lot of, for some reason, our copy isn't doing a good job. It's disqualifying them, and fewer people are filling out the form. Um, because we have too many form fields or we're asking for too much information, we're presenting too much information. Right. But what I've seen is that uh, uh, the opposite is more often true, which is those who are serious about buying or really contemplating and not just downloading the free ebook or the free something that you're, that you're showing, they're ready to buy. You're going to get more of those ready to buy people, mm -hmm. and that's who you want in your funnel. Keep your sales team busy with those that are ready to buy and that the timing is close. Right. If if the if the prospect is serious, they'll give up their phone number. They will. Yes. And and um, we're finding that in general. But uh, uh, quick qualification here: you do want to use sample size. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, for every one hundred. You need a hundred. Uh, um, leads or a hundred uh, visits to be able to really analyze your lead page. So make sure that your sample size isn't, you know, you've got, oh, well, I got three visitors and I didn't get any traffic, so let me reverse the copy back to what it used to be. <laughs> right. You know, there's some landing page optimization tips. I'd recommend, you know, that uh, all listeners out there, if they're sort of new to the landing page optimization, um, go to HubSpot, go to, a few, you know, Google it and uh, look for uh, top 10 tips for. Uh, landing page optimization. Most of them are pretty basic, but you're going to want to make sure to cover your bases. Right. That still applies here. Right. Let's take let's take a look at the landing page that you've got. Um, yeah, great. We're walk through, and you know we're not going to get into what makes a good landing page, but I do want to talk about how to use your landing page to increase the quality of the leads and and to qualify the leads. So, um, you know, how do we in marketing determine the best qualifying questions? How do we, as you say, get the, uh, uh, getting closer to the sale on the front end? How do we do that with our, with our sales team? And you know, what kind of questions do we wanna, what, what kind of fields do we wanna put on our forms in order to qualify that lead? Good, my, my approach is uh, benchmarking. And so um, I follow those that uh, have done it before and have done a ton of A-B testing. There's no reason to reinvent the wheel here, Dan. And, and uh, uh, so in my experience, uh, HubSpot, one of the leading companies on um, uh, marketing automation and uh, inbound marketing. Also, you've got uh, Marketo, um, Eloqua. Uh, some of these bigger companies and bigger Pardot, names. Yeah, I love Pardot's a more big fan of Pardot. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pardot, Pardot would be on par <laughs> also. And uh, what you want to do is these these websites that get millions of visitors every month, they're going to know a thing or two about lead forms. And so y you can analyze what they do. And if, and if you don't have a lot of your own science yet built, um, just go with a good template. I often will go to HubSpot and use their template. I do it a lot, I do it all the time, and it's great because um, I'm looking for adding some of the same information. Now, you'll find in your industry, 
looking at competitors will also give you some of the information. Well, Michael, what if uh, my competitors just as uh, uh, new to this as I am, and they've got a ton of stuff on their form, and then I've got another competitor with a little bit of stuff. That's fine. Evaluate five to ten competitors. Look at what's common and what's not common, and landing page optimization is about experimenting. You're trying to dial in your lead process here. So you've got here, you know, on my screen, there's copy uh, here at HubSpot. There's copy here in a section. There's a, a slideshow, and then there's a form on the right. The size, the dimensions, the the breakup of this of this page. Why reinvent the wheel? Mm -hmm. Take a good template like this. Start somewhere. And when you sign up for marketing automation software, um, they'll help you. They're obligated. They want you to be successful and continue using their software. So uh, take their free advice and consulting, and ask them a lot of questions mm -hmm. about. Have you worked with anybody in my industry? Have you seen, um, uh, can I ask for the phone number? I get a lot of, uh, I'm curious if I should ask for the phone number in my first test. And uh, I'd say do it. I'd say ask for that phone number. If they're serious, they'll give you the phone number. And whether um, you have a one landing page uh, that goes into your lead form or, um, or you've got a couple step process, uh, the phone number is a big deal. And I ask for it up front. And uh, I've seen some good success with it. It doesn't always work, and sometimes we take it back out and we get a better result. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at the uh, the form on the right-hand side. And let's sort of yeah. dissect what they're doing here. First thing I notice is that they're asking for a ton of information. They're asking for one, they two, are. three, yep. four, five, six, seven fields. Yep. Um, secondly, all of them are required. First name, last name, email, website, what's your role, what's your department, what CRM do you use? Um, so the idea here, now what I clicked on was the uh, start a free trial. Um, I'm not downloading an ebook. Um, if I'm starting a free trial, um, they may need some of that information anyway. I mean, uh, all technically they need is an email address, but you can get away with more. And this is the idea of marketing. What's happening right here is marketing is qualifying this sale for the salesman. It's collecting certain information. It also helps, uh, hey, if I know... Uh, for example, what is your role? I'm dealing with a C level, as you can see down here. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're maybe we're going to respond to leads a little bit faster, or with uh, one of our sales team members uh, um, that is specializes in C level conversations. Right. And, well, that also answers the question of authority. When you talk about budget, yep. authority, need, timing, and you're asking somebody their role, um, and they're a senior VP or a CEO. Chances are pretty good. They have the authority. So you got it. It's a question to get at that authority. Um, it's fascinating to me that they that they're not actually saying, what's your budget? You know, that might turn yeah. people off, but they yeah. are saying, you know, what department are you in? Or they may say, how close are you to, you know, making a decision? Questions that sort of help score the quality of the lead in terms of budget, authority, need and timing. And that's a decision, you know, that every organization is going to make. Um, how much of the qualifying do you do um, upfront in that first touch? And uh, you know, a lot of uh, sales talk out there is you shouldn't lead with price, lead with value. And then if uh, you know they, you get them sold on, oh, this is the right tool. I'm seeing HubSpot mentioned everywhere. And how much is it? Oh, sticker shock. Well, you know, I know I need it. I've already sold on it. So you know, mm -hmm. some of that's going to be based on each organization. They're going to decide uh, what to lead with and what not to lead with. My guess is they found that uh, it was more productive for them not to leave with that. But, mm -hmm. you know, that's an assumption. So how do we 
as marketers determine those qualifying questions? Is it a sit down with sales? Is it, you know, what is it looking at, you know, you talk about looking at what works. How do you go from that to the right questions to ask? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I, I think you do, you, st you sit down with your sales team, um, you get those questions, and you, you base it off of what they're already doing. Um, if it's a brand new company and they don't have a sales team and they just launched a product, that's tough. I mean, it, it, anybody's guess, right? And you're gonna have to go off of industry experience in that case. But if they have a sales team, those sales team members that are used to closing and have those conversations, they're gonna be the best ones to uh, interview and say, and the question I like to ask is, um, if I've, I've got a bunch of leads here in another room, a bunch of prospects, and uh, some of them are good and some of them are not good, how do I weed them out? You tell me, Mr. Sales uh, Closer, um, what information do you need to know um, for me to go in that room and say, uh, and to find out which ones are ready and which ones aren't. Mm -hmm. It's a serious conversation and it is uh, reviewed on a regular basis with the sales team because your qualifying questions make it better and better over time and uh, the sales is going to dial in a little bit more. It's not like we work in a static environment. Business today moves very fast and your market and industry may be become educated or more educated in a short period of time. So. It, so you want to always check in with the sales team on a regular basis, monthly, I would say, on uh, does this still sound right? Is there anything else that we should add to this list or take away? Mm -hmm. You then bring that back to the marketing team and you guys go, how are we getting, okay, um, we've got a little bit of new piece of information, let's test it. And so you look at A-B te A, testing is very good and you're moving to marketing automation and marketing automation software. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. once you know what it is you want, um, you really need a solution to be able to handle it. And it's not a coder that's um, putting up custom uh, landing pages. Uh, it's not that hard and the price point has come down on marketing automation software. It's time to take a closer look at mar marketing automation software yeah. at that point. So let's talk about that for a minute. Um, you, you know, you, you're a big fan of nurturing campaigns and I, yeah. um, I am, we are too. A periscope up, you know, taking the example of the form that we're looking at here, you would, if this were an ebook, might be the first time you ask somebody for, you know, their information. If this were a webinar, also, you're not going to go for the kill here and ask for these eight tough pieces of information. The qualifying piece, nope. you know, early on in the in the relationship with the prospect, you might be just asking just for name and email. In exchange for an ebook, right? And then you, got it. you yep. then then what? Then you're you're sending them other pieces of information to eventually nurture them and get them to this point where okay, here's where I can qualify them, right? And here's where I can determine if they're worthy of being a a, 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 a what with an SAL or an SQL, right? And being able That's to right. send them over to to sales. Why don't you talk us through that nurturing process? Yes. The idea, Dan, is that uh, the what, whatever. So there's that first inquiry, right? They're going to be they come across to you for the first time. They're coming to a landing page just like this here at HubSpot. Um, but let's assume there's a lot less information that you're capturing, and we're going to download an ebook. Very common, just like you said. It's name, it's email address, and when you're in that situation. Um, Whatever ebook I'm downloading, maybe the topic is on um, A, 
and uh, when I come again to the site, I'm looking at a topic B, you want to deliver in their email, if they agree to the newsletter and they agree to ongoing marketing, a drip campaign or a campaign specifically focused on that segment, that audience, and the, and the, the piece of marketing that they downloaded. Oh, you want to learn more about topic A. And that's what you build it based on. Then, then they move. They call, they're qualifying themselves through that process, um, through that email marketing campaign, through that drip campaign, until they're eventually to a page like this, and they say, "Why not? I, I think I'm ready. I'm sold on some of the marketing already um, that they opted into in that very first marketing piece." And uh, when they're ready, and the timing is right, and they've got they've educated themselves to a point. Now you're great sales team members ready to work with them. That's mm -hmm. when you want them to engage. Um, so you're not wasting their time and wasting some of those sales resources we talked about earlier. And uh, so to do that, it's, it's to, to automate what they download and getting specific content in their email address about what they downloaded. That's what we're talking about when we talk about marketing. That's amazing because you really are making your website into a salesperson, right? You're, you're sending... In this drip campaign, you can be sending them the features and benefits of your you of it. your product, so that yeah. by the time they request a demo or they call for a consultation, they're really they're really already primed. I mean, they're yeah. they're and the, and and by qualifying them, you're only going to be talking to the ones who are serious about it. So I, I, I can and, and that's the key. I mean, it, it, let's say you have five uh, sales team members, you only need two now. To work with the serious ones, and then those additional resources you can put more into your marketing efforts, mm. and so and so it's a this is a tough it's the toughest conversation uh, to focus on quality versus quantity that I work with when we're introducing this concept. The marketing director is worried about lower numbers. Nobody wants to have lower numbers, but if the lower numbers produce more sales. The organization wants sales. The sales director wants sales. The marketing director wants to know that they contributed mm -hmm. to greater sales in the company. Mm -hmm. And so it's a it's a conversation that is not uh, you know at the coffee shop or uh, at lunch at a restaurant. It's uh, it's a conversation that happens over time. And the marketing director knows they're taking a chance on this new approach. Um, but if the resources are there, and as you as you prove to them the process that your other clients are, are doing or that other marketing departments have done, it works. And uh, they buy into it. And once they're bought into it, they hardly ever go back unless the sales director or marketing director get changed halfway through. You know, new leadership, new acquisition, you know, stuff happens <laughs> right. sometimes. Right. But, um, but it takes a few months to prove this concept with an organization. But that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I, I can't imagine trying to convince a large organization or even mid-sized organization to make make a shift like this has got to be scary. The larger it's tougher and, it, and some organizations uh, it's taken me two years to convince uh, about this model and they've been struggling with the old model when they could have been, been enjoying more sales uh, and spending less to get those mm -hmm. sales. Yeah. Um, we're running out of time. We're almost ready to wrap up but you know maybe you know another thing I'd you wanted to talk about, which I don't think we're gonna have time for, is lining up your sales force to sort of match this MQL, SAL, SQL. Maybe we'll have you on for another podcast in the future. Yeah, I look forward that. to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but why don't you, um, why don't you, you know, 
I like to end these these podcasts with asking people for uh, one tip, something we can do right now to really right. drive this home to help us um, get started on on implementing some of these things that you're talking about. What what what's the one thing you can we could do right now that would would have an immediate impact? You know, um, I I think it's understanding the funnel. In fact, let me let me uh, move to that funnel here again. Um, it's understanding this funnel, and you know I. Uh, this is, I, I don't get any uh, uh, commission off of recommending Dan McDay here, um, but I'll tell you for a quick read, that one to two hours. It's also available on Kindle for like ten bucks. The truth about leads. This book um, sold me. I just kept saying yes, yes, yes. Uh, several years ago, when I read his book and fell in love, um, and I've been applying it in marketing ever since. And uh, th- this will get you started. This will get you started answering those questions. He talks about that battle between sales and marketing. Uh, he's, he also talks about in this book, uh, this quick read, it's really like a booklet. Um, he also talks about the, uh, the shift and how to make the shift and what are the metrics that matter um, when you're uh, setting up your lead system. It's not solely about web leads, but it's a perfect fit for web leads or internet leads online leads which is uh, the field that I focused on the last three years with my firm so one thing you can do uh, buy that book read it read it and, and if you like it you'll read it a few times and before you know it you'll start looking at your organization around how quality can save you money now and uh, quality focus instead of quantity and uh, make make the numbers uh, the numbers will be better your sales team will be sharper your marketing and sales departments will be happier in the work that they do together. Mm, great, good tip. All right, why don't you um, turn off your screen sharing? We'll go back yeah, to, yeah. The, to the picture in picture for a wrap up here. Um, while you're doing that, I'll switch to split screen. Let's see. All right. I'm, okay. There we go. All right. Took me just a second there, Dan. Yeah. Thank you. So, Michael, thank you. Thank you very much for this eye. Thanks for having me, Dan. This is great. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about Sprint Marketing, services that you offer, and how our listeners can get in touch and find out more about you. Sure. So we focus on web leads, and uh, much like yourself, Dan, and um, our latest product that we love is infographics. And we're starting to do a lot more infographics, and uh, we've figured out how to reduce that five weeks and turn it into just a few days and uh, and also lower that price point, make it affordable. And again, part of it has to do with the technology. Um, all these 12 monitors behind me are uh, run off of one PC and uh, we're, we're just, um, I've got it in a kind of studio format right now because we're filming. Um, we wanna show the rest of the world this uh, cool little project um, kind of science fiction, uh, you know, Hollywood style that we've created, but it works, helps us uh, create infographics faster. But I believe that we believe that the shift is becoming more visual um, and so much data and information can be consumed visually that uh, there's a place for infographics if the price point is right, and uh, that's what we focused on. Mm, great. And how can we learn more? Uh, go to spreadmarketing.com. In fact, I, you know, our website will be look like this, a little bit of blue and gray and white. And uh, yeah, sprintmarketing.com. I'd be happy to work with uh, um, uh, anybody who's interested in learning more about web leads and uh, this process of 
the sales funnel and quality over quantity. Great, fantastic. And we'll we'll put up the link to Sprint Marketing as well on the on our website when we post this uh, podcast. So great. All right, Michael, thanks a ton. Really appreciate it. Thanks everybody for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Getting More Leads and Sales from Your Website podcast with your host, Dan Kaplan, co-founder of Periscope Up, trusted provider of digital marketing services. Periscope Up offers digital marketing services to increase website and campaign performance, including website optimization, pay-per-click and banner advertising, content marketing, HubSpot and marketing automation, and of course, Google Analytics. Visit periscopeup.com for a free Google Analytics course. Dan's ebook on great website content or to sign up for our email newsletter filled with succinct, practical marketing tips that will help you get more leads and sales from any website.